This week we're learning Chilek Tazvav, Parsha Vayigash, Sicha Aleph. And in this Sicha, the Rebbe deals with the, an obvious question that Rashi doesn't seem to address. And we know, as the Rebbe taught us many, many times, that every single question of Shilek Rashi needs to address. And if Rashi doesn't, it's either because he already explained it somewhere earlier, or it's because... It's not a question in Shodesh Mikra. In this week's parsha, we learn about how Yosef reveals himself to his brothers. And Yosef says, "Ani Yosef, I am Yosef. Ha'oid Avi Chai is my father still alive?" And if we process those words, "Ani Yosef, Ha'oid Avi Chai," the obvious question comes up: What do you mean? Is my father still alive? Our whole discussion between Yoda and Yosef is all about Yaakov not being able to live without another son being lost without Benjamin. And the whole discussion before and after is all centers around Yaakov. So, what's this question? Ha'oid Avi Chai. And even if we're going to say, for argument's sake, that for some reason Yaakov was, Yosef was still unsure whether his father is still alive, here's the answer. Yosef says, Ani Yosef Then he continues and says that Hashem sent me here. And then he says, Maharu rash alavi. Where's the answer that his father's alive? So what's going on here? So again, the question is, Ani Yosef, I'm Yosef, what do you mean, is my father still alive? The whole discussion was about, was about the father. And if Yosef truly did not know, where's the answer? Where's the answer that, yes, he's alive? And the Rebbe gives an unbelievable answer based on a Rashi earlier. We have a Rashi earlier that says, that when Yaakov heard about the tragic death of Yosef, it says that Yaakov refused to be comforted. And Rashi explains the reason why Yaakov was not able to be consoled and comforted is because there's a rule that that if someone passes away, the Eberster put in that part of the grieving process is that as time goes on, the person forgets about their pain and learns to live with it. But that Xera is only al hames when someone passes away. In our case, since Yosef is still alive, Yaakov was unable to be comforted because he always kept on mourning for Yosef, because that rule, Nishtak Shemun that it's forgotten from the heart, did not exist in Yosef's case, but because Yosef was truly, truly alive. And therefore, when Yosef turns to his brother and says, Ani Yosef, I am Yosef, what does that mean? That means that my father has been mourning for me for 22 years. And that led to the next question, Is my father still alive? Meaning, say, not, I know he's alive. It's a question of, to me, a question of wonder. How is it possible that with so much anguish, so much pain, and so much heartbreak, that he's still alive, mourning for me day in, day in, day out, for 22 years straight? Is it possible that he's still alive? I mean, how's he doing this? Now, why is Yosef telling them this? And the answer is, because this is an, an introduction to Yosef's next words. Then Yosef continues and says, Maru, Rash, Valu, Elavi, go run to my father. Do with a sense of urgency. Realize the importance, the danger that my father's in. 22 years, he's mourning his most beloved son. And therefore, Maru, Rash, Valu, Elavi, and go and inform him that his son, Yosef, is alive. But not only that, turn right back around and bring him here that he should actually be able to witness with his own eyes and be able to be reunited with his child. So, so our first question, what's Yosef asking? He's not asking if my father's alive. He knows his father's alive. His question is, how is it possible that my father is still alive? It's a, it's a question of wonder. And why is Yosef telling them this? Because this is an introduction to why it's so urgent that they don't delay and they immediately return to Eretz Yisrael to inform Yaakov that Yosef is alive and immediately 
return to Mitzrayim with Yaakov and reunite him with his son. But that obviously leads to the most to a bigger question. If it's so important that Yaakov is reunited with his son, wouldn't it make sense that Yosef goes down himself to Eretz Yisrael? I mean, first of all, for Kibbutz of Aim, that would be the right thing. Yosef goes and honors his father, not waits for his father to come to him. But even from a Pikuach Nefer, Sakhanas Tafasha's heartbreak um, and minimizing the anguish of Yaakov, I mean, that would cut down the waiting time in half. If Yaisa were to travel to Eretz Yisrael, he'd be reunited with his father much quicker than waiting for Yaakov for the Shvatim to make it back to Eretz Yisrael and then um, packing up and bringing Yaakov back with them. That would be doubly as long. So wouldn't it make sense that Yaisa, who is so... Is my father still alive? Such a, such a state of pella, such a wonder. How could it be that he's still alive? Wouldn't Yaisa want to alleviate his pain by half and go himself and travel to Eretz Yisrael to alleviate that pain and make the reunion happen that much quicker? And the answer lies in the few psukim that are in between this Ani Yosef and Yosef telling them Maharu Valu Alavi. And in those few psukim we have Yosef hammering this point. Three times Yosef repeats the same point that the Abrister sent me here. What's Yosef telling them? Yosef is telling them, I can't leave. Hashem brought me here. The Ashkach Pratis is obvious. Hashem brought me here that I should be doing this job and feeding the entire Mitzrayim and and even beyond Mitzrayim. This is the Shlachas Debrisher sent me here. I can't leave now. And therefore, I'm begging you and asking you and encouraging you and telling you, please run to Eretz Yisrael. Inform my father that I'm alive. And then quickly bring him back here. Because really, after so much suffering and pain, what he really needs is to be reunited and see um, Yosef um, and experience him you know, with his, with his very own eyes. Then the Rebbe goes on to give another pshat in Maharuva Alo Elavi. And the Rebbe says that it's explained earlier that part of the reason that Yaakov had to go through this experience of missing Yosef for 22 years was kind of a punishment for him not being able to do the mitzvah of Kibbut Aim for 22 years while he was by Lavan. And that's what Yosef tells them. Maru. The 22 years are up now. Yaakov did his, Yaakov, you know, had his punishment, his atonement, um, whatever was meant to be for Yaakov as a tzaddik on his level, that he wasn't able to fulfill the mitzvah of Kibbut Aim for his father Yitzchak. But now it's done. And therefore, Maru, now you need to rush and go back and you can't delay even for one second extra. You can't say, oh, he suffered 22 years. So another two minutes will, you know, another two days will be okay. No, the, the punishment's over. Now it's time to do the reunion. So we've been separated for 22 years. That's what Hashem decided. But now that it's done, Maharu when it's a rush. And that leads to an unbelievable lesson. There are times where Taira, Halacha, where Hashkafa demands that we act in a way of small daicha, meaning with a sense of gvuro, with a sense of strength, a sense of pushing people away, um, and that's what halacha demands. But one must be very, very careful. We learn from Yosef that yes, when Torah tells us to do it, one, one has to do it. But one has to be so careful not to extend it longer than necessary. One has to make sure you're doing small daicha, but do it as much as needed, as much, and not one minute extra.
not anything extra. As soon as the time's over, it's yimin mekareves. And that's what Yosef teaches us. It's not, okay, Torah says, small daicha, so you know, you do it a little longer, do it a little more. This is what Torah mandates. No. We learn from Yosef. Maru. One needs to rush. Now that the small daicha is finished, the years of separation are over, now it's the time to be reunited. Now it's yimin mekareves. And that's an unbelievable a lesson in our Avedis Hashem that whenever we are faced with um, in our lives where we need to use gvura small, one has to be very, very careful not to get caught up in it, not to get excited about it. That's not, that's not what we want to be. We don't want to use a small daicha. There are times we have to do it. That's the right approach. But it's not where we want to be. It's not, we, that's not the ideal environment that we want to create, a, an environment of small daicha, an environment of gvura. It's necessary. And one use it but one must use it with caution. And ultimately, we have to experience the Yemin Mikareves, and may we all be Zaycha to the time when, you know, Golos will be over, and Laikvam Afilu Kaharaf won't be left even one extra moment, as we learned in our last Zaycha, similar idea, that as soon as it's over, when, when Golos is over, um, may we merit immediately the coming of Mashiach. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week.